than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. People believe tall buildings at a single bound. The instrument of ship town is now the man of steel. Superman! Welcome to Superman Forever Radio. I'm Bob Fisher. Some of the long-time listeners to this show are probably asking yourselves right now, oh, where's Dave? That would be J. David Weeder, the creator and former host of this show. Well, some things came up in his personal life, good things, not bad things, good things, that uh, he wanted to take advantage of. Some of those opportunities that uh, are, are work-related and uh, in his private life, so that plus the other podcasts that he does uh, didn't leave much time. So something had to give, and he put this one on the shelf. He had hoped it would be, uh, you know, temporary, but it wasn't working out quite the way he wanted. But he is still quite busy, and he is still podcasting. So for those of you who are interested and wanted to keep up with some of Dave's other podcasts, he's doing Pad Smash, uh, an Incredible Hulk podcast with Lee Busby. Dave is also doing a solo podcast called Dave's Daredevil Podcast, which is just an incredible show. And uh, he's getting his Superman fix over with uh, Charlie Niemeyer on Superman in the Bronze Age, another really good Superman podcast. So that's what Dave is doing, and he's keeping quite busy doing that. But like I said, something in his life had to give. And because he wanted to spend more time doing the other podcasts, he put this one on hold uh, and had hoped to get back to it. But things weren't quite working out that way. Well, that answers the question, uh, where's Dave? But how did, how did I end up now hosting Superman Forever Radio? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a good question, too. And the answer in brief is that, uh, well, basically, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. I mean, a really long time. Years, in fact. But something kept getting in the way, whether it was my own, um, well, all, always my own fault. I'm a procrastinator and put things off until the last minute. But then an excuse would be, oh, well, you have to get a web website. So I'll have to wait and do that. Or I have to find a media host. I'll wait and do that. Uh. So one thing led to another. And I just kept putting the thing on hold and trying to think, well, what will I do? What would my podcast be? Uh, I'm a musician. I love music. I've got an cr- incredible uh, record collection of uh, vinyl and uh, DVDs, CDs, of course, and MP3s. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do a music podcast. I thought, well, no, maybe I'll do a, you know, a comic book podcast. That'll be a lot of fun. I don't know what to do. And procrastination, procrastination. But let's see, sometime around the summer of 2013, I was on Facebook talking to some people, whoever we were talking to, and some other podcasters that I've become friends with over the last few years on Facebook. And uh, I happened to mention at that point uh, what I just told you, that uh, I'd love to do a podcast, but, 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 and not sure what I would do, and I thought I'd love to do a Superman podcast. Uh, And then again, uh, another conversation on Facebook came up Sometime in the fall, it, was, it may have been um, somewhere around Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think, maybe. Not important. 
but I mentioned it again in response to somebody else or a conversation we you know, if, uh, if I could ever get my work uh, together, I'd love to do a Superman podcast. Well, and kind of said it in passing and thought, you know, well, that's it. And, uh, you know, went on about my business. And uh, in the meantime, I had been a guest on other podcasts, uh, a couple of them on the Two True Freaks Network, uh, which you should check out, by the way. Go to twotruefreaks.com and check their stuff out. Tremendous uh, amount of podcasts over there for the geek. But anyway, I, I had been on there. The first time, I guess, was right after The Man of Steel came out, and there were a whole bunch of us got together, and I was invited to take part into that as we discussed the uh, Man of Steel movie, pros and cons, and hate it or love it, uh, which turned out to be a really fun thing. And based on that, Paul Spataro of Back to the Bins on the Two True Freaks Network and Michael Bailey views from the long box and Andy Leyland, Hey Kids Comics, were uh, talking about doing a, a show about the adventures of Superman TV show from the 50s. And Michael Bailey suggested that they invite me, which I was thrilled. And we talked for close to five hours on uh, about that show. And it was a terrific podcast. That's also up on the Two True Freaks Network still. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time with those three guys. And uh, most recently did a show with uh, Chris Honeywell of the Two True Freaks Network on his new show called Long Play, where people talk about uh, an album. They pick an album and, and talk about it. I was on the second show and we talked about Devo's first album, Q, Are We Not Men? We Are Devo. Had a blast doing that, and the bug was just really biting, and I'm still thinking, man, I've really got to do my own podcast. But things never, you know, just it just didn't happen. Things just weren't happening. Well, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, to my surprise, Dave, J. David Weeder, got in touch with me and said, here's a weird question. How would you like to host Superman Forever Radio? Yeah, there's the long pause that I felt too. Wow, what? Well, the first thing I did was to check who he sent it to to make sure it was me. And I was like, yeah, well, he really did. He sent that to me. So, wow. Well, all of a sudden I got really, really nervous. My hands were shaking. My uh, heart was pounding. But uh, the hands stopped shaking long enough for me to type the words, yes, I'll do it. And uh, we talked a little more, and the next thing you know, he said, well, here it is, it's yours. Then I got really nervous and realized, wow, now now I have to do it, don't I? Now it's there, it's real, the podcast is real, it's there. What am I going to do? That's a really good question. Now that you've got the show, Bob, what are you going to do with it? And you know what? I'm going to take a break, and then I'll tell you all about it right after this. Gathered together from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero, Superman. Superman.
Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring the thrilling adventures of Superman, Golden Age Superman, the Superman Fan Podcast, Superman in the Bronze Age, From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman Podcast, the Schuster Herald Podcast, it's Superman, the Carousel Podcast, the Amateur Steel, a John Henry Allen Podcast. The world's best podcast and Radio Kale from supermanhomepage.com. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, J. David Weeder, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, Scott Gardner, Sam Rizzo, Danny Sapp, Matthew X, I'm Isaac, I'm Adam, Dave Eunice, and co host Scotty V at supermanpodcastnetwork.com. I prowl the rooftops and alleyways at night, searching for justice. Blind justice. A guardian devil. (coughs) No, 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 that's not actually true. I'm not Daredevil. Blind attorney by day and fearless crime fighter by night. No, I am J. David Weeder, a podcaster. But you can call me Dave. I do read about Daredevil and his adventures, and I podcast about it on my show, Dave's Daredevil Podcast. You see, it's, it's my Daredevil. You get it, you get it. Every Sunday, I read a Daredevil comic and share my thoughts and feelings on the issue, the characters, and the world of Marvel's Man Without Fear in an easily accessible audio form. And I want to take you along for the ride, so tune in each week as we meet Daredevil, his villains, his loves, and more hornhead goodness than you can shake a billy club at. That is every Sunday on iTunes and at www.daredevilpodcast.com. That is daredevilpodcast.com. Take the dare. Listen to Dave's Daredevil Podcast. Did I really just say take the dare? And welcome back. My origin story. Well, I consider 1956 my year of sentience. I remember flashes before that, uh, little things here and there. But there are so many things that happened in 1956 that really stick with me and have stuck with me for all these years. That's the reason I call it my sentience, my year of sentience. Because I became aware of so many things that are still with me today. By the end of that year, I was born in uh, uh, January. My birthday's in January. So, but by the end of 1956, my fourth year on the planet, I knew who Elvis Presley was. I could read. And I knew who Superman was. My first experience with Superman, like so many people of my generation, started with The Adventures of Superman. Starring George Reeves and in the first year, Phyllis Coates, followed then by Noel Neal for the remainder as Lois Lane, Jack Larson as Jimmy Olsen, and Neil Hamilton, of course, as uh, Perry White. Holy Hamilton mix-up, Batman! Of course, it's John Hamilton, not Neil Hamilton. Neil, of course, was Commissioner Gordon on the 1966 Batman show. It was John Hamilton that played Perry White on Superman. And uh, it came on every afternoon, and in those days it was still coming on live. I mean, not live, but new shows were still being put out. So I really, really knew. I was hooked immediately the first time I ever saw that show. And even hearing the opening of that show today flashes back those memories of sitting in front of that little black and white screen. speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. 
able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And now, another exciting episode in The Adventures of Superman. The Adventures of Superman. He was so real to me. It was amazing. But I also said now that I learned to read that year at four. How did I learn to read? Well, this goes right back to Superman. Uh, my mother was born in Manio, North Carolina. And two, three times a year or more, uh, the family would go down from uh, Richmond, Virginia, where we lived. We'd drive down to Manio to visit my uh, relatives, my grandmother and my cousins, etc. But this particular summer of 1956, I was, you know, excited to see my cousin. I had an older cousin who was about a year and a half older than me. And he had an older brother who was maybe, you know, five, six, seven, eight years older than, than us. But uh, the younger of the two brothers, I was telling him, I was telling Butch, I said, uh, I was trying to, you know, I was telling him all about Superman. And it was afternoon. And I said, let's go watch Superman. And it didn't come on in Manio. They, it wasn't being aired there or they didn't pick up the station that carried it. But he said, oh, you like Superman? Well, come on. Well, we went to the, uh, uh, in that house, in the uh, uh, kitchen dining room area, there was this chest of drawers. And in the top drawer on the far left side uh, was a key. And that key unlocked the padlock on the front door of the barn. So he's got the key, and we had to kind of sneak it. It was it was one of those things where my grandfather didn't want us in his barn. That's where he kept his uh, tools and, and a lot of other things in there that the little kids should not be going in there um, without adult supervision. But my cousin was never the one to say, well, we shouldn't do that, so let's not. That was me. I was the one that said, hey, we shouldn't do that. We're going to get in trouble. But Butch said, hey, let's go. And since he said the magic word Superman, uh, I said, okay, I didn't know him. You know, he's older than me. And I followed him out to the barn. He unlocked the door, went into the barn. And um, as the sun shined through the little things, you could see the, the little dust and this wonderful smell, the musky smell of of the barn. And it was just, you know, magical. It was, it was scary and, and kind of magical at the same time. But about halfway back on the right-hand side of that barn was a trunk that you might see at a footlocker, a military footlocker, or a shipping-type trunk, a black trunk with the gray, silver-looking trim around it, and a lock on the front that was not locked. Well, Butch opened that trunk, and when I looked inside, I was just blown away. I had never seen anything like this before. Uh, in my memory... I think of it as being dozens, but there probably was no more than two dozen, maybe three dozen, 25, 35 comics or so, but they were comics from 19, I know now, I did what I didn't know then, they were from, uh, the oldest was 1942, 
And the most recent one in the bunch was 1952, which is the year I was born. Now, this was 1956 that we're actually, that I'm seeing these for the first time. And in my mind, I didn't know Superman in other ways. I didn't know there was a comic book. I'd never seen a comic book before. I knew Superman from the George Reeves show, like I said. But when he opened that trunk, sitting right there on top, was Superman number 43. Wow. It was the first time I'd even seen him in color. I didn't know he was blue with a red cape and red stuff. Remember, I'd only seen him in black and white and only George Reeves. I didn't know that he came from a comic book. Well, Butch pulled that comic out. And again, there was dozens of comics in that in that trunk of, of all kinds, too, as we looked through them. And as the years passed, I remembered what they were, and of course. But uh, at that time, I was just thrilled to take that one Superman comic and get outside and start looking through it. But also in that trunk were all kinds of comics. There were uh, what we called funny books in the days, Mutt and Jeff um, there were war comics, war heroes. One was called Don Winslow of the Navy, I remember. Um, there were um, um, romance comics. I don't know who those belonged to. But the comics that stood out to me, because there was Superman in there, were the superhero comics. There was two or three Superman comics. There were three, maybe four action comics. Several Batman and detective comics from those time periods. Uh, an all-star comic featuring the Justice Society. So to me, a little kid at four years old, I, you know, this was this was amazing to me. So I uh, took that Superman. He gave me the Superman number 43. I took it to the back porch. We left the barn. I took it out to the back porch and started looking through it. And again, couldn't read. And just the pictures themselves were just amazing to me. So uh, I was asking my cousin, well, what does that say? What does that say? What is that? And he was saying, you know, I'm not going to tell you, you know, no. So I went to my mother and uh, uh, she kind of laughed and she knew about the comics apparently out there. And she said, oh, you found the funny books. To my mother, they were all funny books, regardless of, of the genre. To her, they were all funny books. But anyway, this is where I'm very fortunate. She knew we were not supposed to be out there in that barn. She could have given me all kinds of crap. Not only for going to the barn, but taking something out of the barn that wasn't mine. Instead, we went to the big chair. She sat in a chair. I jumped up on the arm of the chair. And she read that comic book to me. Not once, not twice, but many times. Went back to the trunk. Got another one. Brought it out. And she would read that to me. Well, Manio was always special to me anyway. It was always seemed you know, a very special place. But now, every time we went there, I was biding my time. I was fidgety. I was not, I just couldn't wait for that moment, that opportunity to get to the barn, to open the trunk, to pull out and read those comics. By the end of 1956, because of those comics, and particularly Superman number 43, and the others, I'll tell you what the other numbers are and some of those uh, later and what some of those comics are. Um, but Superman number 43 was the first. Using that comic, which Butch actually gave to me, and I brought that one home, and I still have that particular comic today. Uh, the cover was a little, you know, rat-eaten, a little torn, a little beat up. 
but to me, it's just still one of the most beautiful comics I've ever seen in my life. And I learned to read with that particular comic book. And uh, like I said, several others. But going back to Mantio, very, very special place because of everything else it held uh, special. It was a place where kids, it was like Mayberry, and it still is a small town, but it was like Mayberry. Uh, you know, uh, no traffic lights, a little tiny town. Uh, the downtown, we could walk. Uh, the kids had, you know, you would leave in the morning and say, we're gone, see ya. And uh, it was just a terrific place to spend your summers. Well, for me to spend my summers. And now it had that extra added specialness to it because of the trunk in the barn full of comic books. But that's kind of my origin story of how seeing Superman on TV, not knowing he was a, you know, a comic book character at all. And then my cousin saying, oh, you like Superman? Well, here. Well, thanks now, uh, and time goes forward. Thanks, you know, those comics became special and I didn't really memorize any of their numbers or anything like that. And over the years, they just disappeared. No idea what happened to all of those other comics. Uh, but thanks as we, you know, as the internet and other things came about, comic book stores, comic book dealers, and thank, you know, fully the internet and eBay and other sites. Even though I didn't know the numbers, for example, one of the Batman comics, I didn't know what number it was, but I remembered that the cover had a totem pole with Joker at the top. So, of course, doing a quick search for, you know, Batman Joker totem pole came up with Batman number 66, which I now have. Uh, and in fact, of those three or four dozen comics, there were about 15 that were very special, that I, I considered special because they were the superhero type and uh, I now have them all and I call them Mamantio Comics and that was the beginning of my um, you know my um, history with this particular character Superman because of George Reeves became special and now here I am reading comics and to this day if I'm reading a um, golden age comic oh, oh, oh something I left out not only did uh, uh, here in Richmond, our TV, local TV station, not only did it uh, show Superman in the afternoons, and I think on Tuesday night, I think it was the new episodes were on Tuesday night, and then they would rerun the older ones through the week at 4.30. Came right after uh, a local show called uh, Sailor Bob, who uh, would play Popeye cartoons, the good old Fleischer Popeye cartoons. And... That brought me up, which reminded me that also on Saturday mornings, uh, like I guess they are now, uh, Saturday mornings in those days when you only had two or three channels to choose from, uh, Saturday early Saturday mornings were for kids and they showed cartoons, Bugs Bunny and, well, just cartoons, whatever. But if you got up real early before the regular stuff started of the current cartoons, there was a, a show that would show old, old cartoons, and they would specialize with the old Fleischer Popeye cartoons, and if you got really lucky, every week or so, they would show the Fleischer Superman cartoons, 
And if you've never heard or seen the Fleischer Superman cartoons, they're very inexpensive. You can get them now, all 17 of them. You must have those cartoons. I still don't think with all of the great animation that's happened since that those cartoons have been equaled. So those were also special to me. And even to this day, as I was getting ready to say, to this day, if I'm reading a Golden Age comic book or an old comic, whether it's some of the Superman archives or any of the Golden Age Superman, I hear Bud Collier's voice in my head uh, as Superman in those. But Silver Age comics, when I'm reading the comics, I then became obsessed with and uh, as soon as I started getting an allowance would be buying those Superman comics whenever I could find them when I'm reading those comics I hear George Reeves in my head and I hear the characters from that TV show to this day if I'm reading a Silver Age an old comic I hear George Reeves Phyllis Coates Noel Neal depending on the character of Lois Jack Larson and Neil Hamilton John Hamilton so That's how it started with me and Superman. So, fast forward to the present. I am still a Superman fan. He's still my favorite character, favorite fictional character. And uh, we come to the present day. And as I mentioned a little earlier, I was on a show uh, uh, talking about the Man of Steel, uh, which came out last summer. And an interesting thing, when that movie happened to come out, uh, my wife and I had a friend staying with us from California, and she was staying with us. Uh, while the movie was uh, out and we went to see it the opening weekend and uh, and I'll talk about my feelings and all that in some future episode maybe uh, not now but later that evening we're sitting around the dining room table we're just talking um, and out of blue Gail said why Superman uh, an interesting thing happens when someone asks me a question about Superman my entire history flashes in my brain before I try to answer and think, well, you know, why Superman? It's got to be more than just, well, he was the first character comic book wise and he was the first character I knew and then because of George Reeves. I mean, we can go there, but a lot of people uh, my age, my generation watched George Reeves that did not go on to read comic books, that it was a fun show and they watched it and they have fond memories of it, but it didn't become this thing with them. So, when she asked me, why Superman? Well, I'm hoping that over the course of my hosting of this show, that's something that we'll all find out. Why Superman indeed? And that's really what my plans are for the show. And I'll, I might as well tell you, that's, that's really it. I thought, I thought I would just talk and let you guys get to know a little bit about what's going on with me and why Superman and who he is to me and my history with him and beginning is of him. And then over the course of the show, we'll pick some other stuff. But my plans for the show are this. In its simplest form, every couple of weeks, I'm going to plug in a microphone and talk about Superman. As I learn where all the buttons are and what they do and how things work, I am going to have guests on. There will be people here who will come on to talk about Superman. It may be specific comics. It may be a specific episode of the TV show. It may be the Fleischer cartoons. It may be the soundtrack. It could be music. It could be uh, the cartoons, the animated series, the Superman animated series. It could be 
so much. He's been around for now 76 years. As I record this, we just passed his 76th birthday or anniversary of Action Comics number one, where he debuted. And that Superman is very different than the Superman of today. In fact, that Superman that started in Action Comics number one is very different than the Superman only a few years later. And some will say, well, the intent of Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster is blah, 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 to justify their thing. But Jerry Siegel wrote Superman well into the 60s. So for 15 or 20 years, he wrote that character. And he wrote stories in the Silver Age that had very little in common with the stories he wrote in the Golden Age. So we'll look at a lot of these things over the course of, uh, of this show. But primarily the show is going to be my personal feelings. And I hope to get other people on the show to talk about that. We're just going to have some fun talking about Superman. So that's the real plan. Plug the microphone in once a week and talk about Superman. And as I said, once I figure out where all the buttons are and what they do and how things work, I plan to get other people on here to talk about Superman. So we'll take a quick break. We'll get back and maybe I'll talk a little bit about Superman number 43, the first Superman comic that I read. Hey, Michael. Hey, Dad. We need to record another new trailer. Another one? Yes. You know that we read comics and then talk about comics because, as we've established, talking about comics you've not read is just dumb. Yeah, and you make me do it every Thursday. Well, we've moved. Have we? Yes, we have outgrown our old location. I don't feel like I've moved. And we have now moved to twotruefreaks.com. What was that again? Twotruefreaks.com. A-Kids Comics, still every Thursday at twotruefreaks.com. My name is Michael Bailey, and I am a terrible geek. I don't watch Doctor Who, I don't care for anime, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter films, much less read the books. I like Star Wars and Star Trek okay, but I've never really ventured far into the extended universes of either property. Hell, I have never even watched a single episode of The Walking Dead. So what do I like? Comic books. I have been reading and collecting comic books since 1987, and I have been a fan of superheroes for as long as I can remember. Some would consider this a hobby, but I prefer to look at it as what it truly is, a crippling addiction that I may never recover from. To deal with this borderline personality disorder, I started a podcast in 2007 called Views from the Long Lost. Every two weeks, or so, depending on real life, I pick a particular series or issue or character or whatever to talk about, and then I, well, well I talk about them, because that's kind of the point of a podcast. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes I have a guest, like my semi-regular co-host, The Irredeemable Shag, or my other semi-regular co-host, Thomas DJ, or with another friend from the podcasting world. The show is located at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com from there you can find the iTunes link, the email address, as well as the backlog of episodes. Views from the Long Box. A podcast about comics, or a desperate cry for help? You decide. Every other Tuesday, or so, depending on real life, 
at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. You know, one of the nice things about having your own show is you call the shots. So during that last break, I uh, made an executive decision to postpone the reading and uh, um, synopsis and discussion of Superman 43 until a future episode, maybe next time. But one of the plans for the show is to have certain segments, and one of the segments will be the Mantio comics, where uh, I'll pick a, a story or one of the comics and uh, uh, talk about it in a little more detail. But I decided that uh, tonight, uh, today, whenever it is that you may be listening to this, um, I would keep this one just as an introduction, just to say, here's my origin, here's my comic book origin, and uh, my uh, beginnings with the character of Superman. So that in future uh, shows, uh, I hope to be a little more organized. And like I say, when I learn where all the buttons are and I figure out how to do all this stuff right, uh, we'll get some guests in here. And one of the segments will be a guest talking about Superman. But other segments will be uh, the TV show with George Reeves, maybe the animated series. But uh, definitely in future episodes, I'll pick a Mantio comic and look at it into a little more detail. And the first one of that segment will be Superman 43 because one of the cool things about that particular comic is that it has a couple of stories in it and at the time I didn't realize the significance but now I think it's very cool that the first Superman comic I ever read and the first story I ever read was written by Jerry Siegel and drawn by Joe Shuster so we'll get into that in a future episode I have other plans, other segments for the show, and the show will be broken down. And just wanted to let some of you other, some of you people know that, uh, well, let all of you know that uh, uh, just because I'm a little older and I'm part of the baby boom, you might be thinking, well, this is just going to be some old guy talking about, you know, uh, the comics of his youth, the gold and silver age primarily the Silver Age. But do not fret. I still read comics today. I am uh, still reading the super books in the New 52. I hope regularly um, to talk about them at least once a month anyway to see what's going on and uh, do a little update uh, um, because the show is going to be just that, Superman Forever, where we talk about Superman from 1938 to the present day. I'm looking forward to that. So, in the meantime, and in between time, thanks for listening. Next time, Superman versus Clark Kent. We'll see you. Superman is based on the original character appearing in Action Comics and Superman Magazine. All copyrights are, well, owned by their prospective copyright holders. I do this for fun, not profit, because, well, there's no profit to be made in talking about Superman on a podcast, so don't sue me. Be back next time for an all-new episode of Superman Forever Radio. I'm Bob Fisher.
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com J. David Weeder is awesome! 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 J. David Weeder is awesome. 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 Weeder David is. Ah, awesome.